Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Fantasy Dating Radio, where we are very serious about dating in 2017. Um, I am Suzanne Casamento, the creator of FantasyDatingGame.com and the author of Dare to Date, and I am here with my amazing co-host, Ryan Shruax. Just making moves in 2017. Yes. Here we are. It's our first show, 2017. Just like my wife on the couch over there, just making moves. Making moves. Sick moves. Yep, that's what she does. That's what she does. Speaking of sick moves, I see that you um, <clears throat> bought her some flowers. I did. Yeah, we I, we I got some flowers for her yesterday. The uh, flowers are a great argument squasher. Just for the record, uh-huh. I'm not saying that we argued or we didn't argue. I'm just saying that if we had argued then maybe a good way to squash that argument would be to show up with flowers later in the afternoon after you had left the house in a huff and gone to the gym for three hours. I think this is a very good strategy. Flowers never hurt. Flowers are good on any occasion or no occasion. Yeah. No, I mean, I think occasions are not necessary for flowers. Agreed. I happen to love them. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot going on in the uh, dating world uh, in 2017 so far. Yeah, there hasn't been much 2017, but already tons to talk about. Tons to talk about. Which is good. Let's start with that angel shot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been making the rounds mm-hmm. on the interweb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I don't know. I mean, describe. I guess if people haven't heard of this. Right. Uh, it's a there's a bar in Chicago. I think is what it was. Is that that has has their staff, and they train the staff to know that if a person who comes into the bar asks for an angel shot or a shot of angel on the rocks or a angel in soda or whatever, the word angel, yeah, yeah, uh, that is to clue in the bartender that they are feeling unsafe in the situation that they're currently in and they would like some assistance in getting out of the situation. Exactly. And I guess it's posted in the women's restroom and whatever. Right. well, the thing is, so I read this article about it, and, and the article was saying if, you, if you're if you on a date and it's not going well, 
ask your bartender for an angel shot. Mm-hmm. And my immediate reaction was, I have to ask Ryan about this because has he ever heard of this? Yeah, no. If somebody would have come into the bar and asked me for an angel shot last week, I would have been like, I don't have any idea what that is. Yeah. Um, and only because you texted me about it did I then do some further research to find out what exactly was going on. And so the gist of it, I mean, so my immediate thoughts, first of all, were, okay, well, great. If everybody in the world is texting everybody else in the world about the angel shot, then the angel shot doesn't work anymore. Right. Because as soon as you're a girl who is sitting at a bar and orders an angel shot, if every bartender in the world is supposed to know that that is supposed to be like the code word, then obviously every creepy roofie guy also should know that that's a code word. Exactly. Right? Yes. And then he's going to know that you're trying to signal for help. Right. So the next point then would be that, you know, each individual bar now, and this I agree with, which is, I think it would be a good plan for every individual bar or bar owner or whatever to, you know, have their own particular thing, whatever it is, train your staff on it, uh, post it in the ladies room or or whatever, uh, that if there is a certain, you know, code word that a person can use while they're sitting at the bar, if they're in a, situation where they're sitting there with somebody that they don't know or whatever, and they're feeling uncomfortable that you can then provide them with some assistance. I think that that is uh, you know, I think that that's a good plan. I think that's totally reasonable. I, I love the idea. I, I think it's great to have some sort of, you know, safe word, if you will. Um, but I, it just, I actually was just wondering, do you think this works in the opposite situation? So like, let's say that you're a guy and you met someone on whatever site, Bumble or something like mm-hmm. that. You go and you meet up with a ch- chick and the chick is like just wrong in 87 ways yeah um maybe she's all over you maybe she's hammered maybe Mm -hmm. she's sloppy maybe she's trying to you know um didn't you have a girl just kept trying to kiss you like oh yeah no it was like like the one time i ever went on a um an internet date and it was yeah it was horrible yeah the date itself wasn't horrible it was just the aftermath yeah yeah, it was bad so so do you think that that i didn't think she was crazy while she was sitting there Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I do think that there's like, and rightly or wrongly, like, I do think that there's sort of these gender identity roles that are assumed when people get into dating situations, and especially when you're going into a blind date situation. So the notion that like a guy would show up, and a girl would come on really strong or whatever, doesn't necessarily preclude the guy from being able to get out of the situation in the right. same way that I think that some women feel threatened by guys that come on very strongly, or seem like they're presenting a situation which might be more unsafe. I mean, I think that that just sort of, it it boils down to, again, ultimately, rightly or wrongly, but like physical roles and gender roles and the notion of like guys being sort of bigger and stronger and able to enforce their will in a way that is different than women can. Sure. Uh, And so I think, you know, yeah, I don't know that it would work in the same way for men at a bar. But I truthfully, either. I also think that most dudes at a bar, like if you go and you meet a blind date and she sucks, like they just roll. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Well, and that's, and, and that's, or they don't roll things. or they try to get her really drunk and take advantage of her, which is an entirely different situation and also not appropriate, but right. I mean, I've seen it. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you've seen everything. I'm not saying that. This, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that maybe guys have different standards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, and that's uh, and that's the thing about you know I mean even when you just said that a guy might they'll just roll I mean with a, sometimes as a woman you know we feel this incredible pr- pressure to just you know be nice 
Yeah. Well, we don't want to be rude. So yeah. We don't want to get up and leave really fast. Yeah. And, you know, we don't want him to think that we don't like him or, yeah. you know, hey, if he's a creep, it's okay if he thinks you don't like him. You're like the Democrats of the dating world. And, oh, my God, it's terrible. You just, you want everybody to like you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be nice. You don't want to piss anybody off. You don't want to say mean things about people. Oh, my God. And you are totally willing to let people walk all over you. It's totally true. It's totally true. Hey, ladies, you know what? Stop being so nice. If you're uncomfortable, absolutely walk away. Walk away. We have a list of rules, actually. Um... On fantasydatinggame.com, under under safety, uh, there's a there's a safety tab at the bottom of the site, and and it's all these suggestions like you know fantasy dating is a team sport, so you know you should let your league mates know if you're going out on a date, let your league mates know. I mean, so and so, you know, at this bar at this time, um, give them his cell number. Uh, do uh, let people know. Be safe about it. Only have one drink or two drinks. Don't get hammered, you know. Right. Well, <laughs> meet someone there too. Don't get in the car. I mean. And so I think you know the discussion of this whole angel shot thing or whatever another place might name it. The other side of that is that people ought to recognize that the reason that there are bartenders in the first place, right? In some ways, it's because you want to be able to go out and sit down and have somebody bring you stuff and whatever, like you're sort of a glorified waiter. But the other side of it is because we're providing access to a controlled substance. And at the end of the day, we're supposed to be the people that are responsible for making sure that everybody that's there so is true. being served in a responsible manner and, so and being safe and all of the above. So the reality of that situation is if you ever encounter yourself in a situation where you're sitting at a bar and you feel like the person that you're with or not with, a person who comes up to you, you, a person who is next to you, a person that if, if there is any time or any reason that you are feeling like you are in a situation that is unsafe, mm-hmm. there are a number of ways that you can clue the bartender into that situation and a number of things that the bartender ought to be able to do to alleviate that situation. Yeah, So oh, absolutely. And, and it's really important to keep that in mind. Yeah. You I mean, are the safety people. Well, and we've talked about, we've also talked about before, like, you know, people are creatures of habit so the same creepy dudes that come into the bar come into the bar all the time yeah or the same nice guys that come into the bar come into the bar all the time yeah odds are if you're going on a blind date with a guy or you're going on a second date with a guy or whatever like eventually he's going to bring you around to whatever his sort of like neighborhood haunt is true so there's a good chance that i'm going to be able to give you all of the information that you want to know about a dude that you're on a date with, yeah, like second date or third date around, yeah. if it's a place that he says he's been before. Because the odds are, like I see guys, there are guys that come through my bar all the time that bring different dates and whatever. And some of those guys are great guys. Luckily for me, most of them are really good guys. There's a couple of them that are turds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, given the opportunity while he's in the bathroom, if she asks, bet your ass I'm going to tell her. Like, the guy sucks. Like, get out while you have a chance. See, that's awesome. Well. And it, it's good. I mean, it's definitely good. And it's just, Awesome for me, because. Well, no, I mean, I mean awesome. Because I rarely get the opportunity to, like, you know. No, I mean, it's awesome that you're looking put out. Put it to somebody that you way. You know, and actually looking out for people, because. Um, well, I mean, that's the bigger thing, honestly. And that's. 
that is advice that we've given before. You know, your bartender knows everyone in the room. You know, that's they, a fact. And, and most of the time they do. True story. Yeah, and you're really good judges of character generally. So also you, true. You know, you know who's going to be a dick. You know who's going to be a bad tipper. You know who's going to be a good tipper. You know who's going to. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely, it's you definitely know what's going on. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you make a living sort of judging people's uh, point of view and frame of mind and then trying to provide for them what they need. And yeah. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is if you are, if someone is around you who you're uncomfortable with, uh, ask for help. Yeah. You don't need to say, I need an angel shot. You can just say, True story. <laughs> you can just say, I'm uncomfortable. Right. It's okay to do that in front of the person. You too. don't even have to do it verbally. Cause normally like we're pretty good judges of character. You can do it. With a look, I'll know that, like, stuff's not going well for you. Good. Yeah. Good. I love that. And on that note. And on that let's note. Let's talk about relationships. Yes, let's get there. Uh, Camille, are you on the line? I am. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Long time no talk, guys. How's it going? <laughs> It's going really well. Happy New Year. This is uh, Camille Virginia. She is an offline dating expert. She has been on our show. Uh, Actually, this is your third time, huh? Yep, it is. I keep coming back. It's too much fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are so awesome. We're progressing to the relationship phase now. We are. We really are. We (laughs) talked about first dates. We talked about about flirting everywhere you go. We talked about first dates. And now we're talking about how to go from dating to a relationship. Fantasy Dating Radio is starting to get involved with Camille Virginia. Oh, my God. We're, 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 we're exclusive with Camille. I love it. I'm all in, guys, just to let you know. All right. All right. All right. Well, this is actually um, a really interesting subject. And, uh, and I kind of I, – I, so I have this friend who um, – is this going to be one of those stories where you say I have this friend, but really it's you? Or is it just going to be, a, it's actually a friend? <laughs> no, it's actually a friend. I okay. don't do this stuff. I'm all about honesty in the New Year, Suzanne. I would tell you, believe right. me. I'm the first one to go, so I did this really stupid thing. Um, but I, So I have this friend who, in uh, throughout her 20s and in her, her 30s, really actually until she met her husband, um, w- would start to date a guy, and then she would, she, she'd go on like two or three dates, and then she'd be like, um, I have to know what's going on. We have to have the talk. I'm going to have to ask him. I'm going to have to ask him what we are. And I'd be like, don't do it. Don't do it. And every time she did, she had the quote unquote talk. The guy would, would bolt. So, um, so I'm wondering, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> and, and generally, if you are dating someone, how do you go from dating that person to, um, you transition. Yeah, great questions. This is this can be tricky. So, <clears throat> um, curious, Suzanne, did your friend like start to feel things around the second or third date and want to know where she stood with these guys, or was this like on her checklist of like, all right, we're at, we are mid second date. It's time to have the talk. Do you know? <laughs> Um, well, she always fell really hard. So she'd always like, you know, she was madly in love with whoever it was, you know, right away, really mm-hmm. fast. And then she would basically, she would, she would want, to, she would want to know. She would, 
I, I need to have the talk. And I'd say, you don't need to have the talk. You know, the talk is not, I mean, and maybe we could even just go into the talk and what that is. <laughs> or maybe when it is appropriate. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think it's different for everyone, you know, and it's not, it's, first of all, it's not something that, you know, most people look forward to like, yes, today's the day of the talk. Um, but I think it's, it's necessary because I, I think it's when you start to feel like you want to be exclusive with them and you're ready to take things to the next level and, and maybe even just like give that some time to sink in, um, whether that's a day or two or a week or something, um, and really just make sure. So, you know, not, not getting to that third date and being like, all right, well, third date, that means it's the talk date and, um, you know, kind of forcing something that maybe, maybe it's taking a little bit longer to warm up with this particular person that you're dating. And so the third date just doesn't make sense for that. Uh, you don't even know his last name or something like that. But um, yeah, I think the talk is all about kind of just sharing where you are at and then giving the other person space to think about it and come back to you. I think where things tend to go wrong is where one person says, well, this is where I'm at. So if you're not there, you know, it's either make it or break it and giving someone an ultimatum and putting a lot of pressure on it as opposed to just sharing where you're at, giving them some space, especially if you're the woman and they're the, the guy. Like I think guys tend to need a little bit more time and space to think about stuff like that. Ryan, you can weigh in on that. But um, and then just kind of backing off and saying, you know, when you're ready to share where you're at, I'd love your thoughts. And then kind of go back to doing whatever you were doing before you entered that into the conversation. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. I do too. I think that's totally reasonable. I'm, I'm, I guess, so I guess I'm sort of wondering, um, and maybe we should sort of back up and start with, you know, what it means to be dating versus what it means to be in a relationship and maybe, I don't know, the, the, the difference? Oh, yeah, I think that's appropriate because there are several, I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily recognize a difference between dating somebody or being in a relationship with somebody and how those two things may differ. So maybe that's a good starting point. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that can be where a lot of disconnect happens, too, is if one person thinks they're in a relationship and the other person thinks that they're dating because they haven't talked about it at all. And that can get like hurt feelings and, you know, missed expectations and all this other stuff. Um, I mean, I tend to assume that I'm dating someone until um, it, it, either until we have the talk or until one of us calls the other, the boyfriend, girlfriend, like maybe it'll slip out. Uh, you know, in conversation with other people around and you're like, oh, really? Oh, let's talk about that later. Um, or, you know, we, it's just a casual conversation. The talk can be two minutes of, hey, I like you. You want to be exclusive? Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Let's do this. So, um, but I like what you were saying about dating versus relationship because I think sometimes we can get ahead of ourselves and think that just because we're on a second date with this person, you know, we're either looking too far ahead. I'm like, can I marry this person? Like, you don't know that much about them. That's the dating phase. That's still, that's just uh, getting to know each other. Yes. Getting to know each other. So I guess it's sort of uh, um, my, like with my friend in her case, you know, she, she would always um, uh, push it too fast, you know, 
And so, oh, my God, Brian's grinning at me because he thinks I'm talking about myself. I don't think that you're talking about yourself. It's just funny when you say, you know, my friend. I'm like, my fr- we'll call her Muzan. <laughs> her name is not Muzan. Oh, my God. Or Suzanne. It's just another friend. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. It, it struck me as funny, but continue. I guess, I guess how do you – how do you um, – prevent yourself from getting carried away too fast and, and, and actually um, taking it slow enough to actually get to know each other. You know, a lot of times, uh, as women especially, we'll be on a first date and we'll be like, you know, planning a wedding. <laughs> Thinking about, <laughs> totally. Well, oh, it looks so good in a tux. And, oh, you know, I mean, there's someone might mention, um, or, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't You're know. saying that women tend to get carried away sometimes yes. when it comes to dating, Ten- or at least some women that you know. <laughs> Not all women, but some. Yes, yeah. some. Her um, friends. How do we reel it in and stay realistic about it so that you don't scare everybody off like my friend Muzan did? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, I I'm I know that women are like you know biologically programmed to think three steps ahead when it comes to this and. Um, and just get excited and all this other stuff. Um, and then, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, the guy usually picks up on that. So, um, I mean, the best, the most tactical solution I have is to keep dating other people. Um, even if you really like this one person, they're kind of rising to the top of the pool of people that you're dating, but keep yourself active, keep doing things, you know, don't start going and buying bridal magazines after you've been on that first date just because you're picturing him in a tux. Um, but keeping busy and, and assuming that he's dating other people too until he's told you otherwise. I love that. And it's true because, you know, it, by dating other people and by keeping busy and by having your own life, um, you're a little bit more mysterious to the other person. You are, you don't appear to be desperate at all. Um, you know, it's very attractive to, to, to date someone who has, uh, you know, who seems to be fulfilled. So, well, and that translates not just into a dating relationship, but into like a relationship relationship too. I totally. mean, you can't totally, there will never be a, there will never be a successful long-term relationship that exists where both people aren't pursuing their own outside individual interests and their own outside, you know, wants and needs and, and relationships, uh, you can't like cut those things off just to try to make your own, you know, interpersonal relationship with another person uh, better because that, that'll never work. You, you just, you end up like, it's like cutting off your left arm to feed your right arm. You still end up with one arm, even if you have an awesomely jacked right arm, you know what I mean? It's silly. I totally agree. That was the worst analogy I think I've ever made on this show, by the way. And, was, and I just agreed with it. it was I was totally like, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I'm just picturing it and laughing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you can laugh at us. This is why we're in a relationship. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so so it's important to continue to date other people and have a full life. That will that will prevent you from looking like a crazy lunatic who wants to get married on date number three. Uh, <laughs> that's good. And what are some of the things that people should be looking for? You know, from uh, just 
I mean, obviously everybody has their own personal deal breakers, but just general things that you want to look for um, before you transition from just dating someone to an actual relationship. Yeah, great question. So I always say have a short list, not a checklist. I think um, in trying to get so specific, we can come up with, you know, lots of, qualities that we want but aren't really important, like height, hair, color, uh, I don't know, profession, things like that. Um, But instead, just saying things like, you know, has a good job, is a kind person, likes kids or wants kids or something, and have like a list of like top five. Um, And then I also use this analogy, I forget where I learned this, but, um, you know, we can also be a little bit People can be picky, and if you, especially if you haven't dated a lot, and um, say, "Oh well, he didn't cut, he didn't cut his meat right, so he's out." Um, I say, if you wouldn't hold it against your celebrity crush like Bradley Cooper, say, I'm just throwing Bradley out there. If if you would be okay with Bradley Cooper doing it, then you should be okay with your date doing it. So um, that's that's kind of my. Uh, bar right there. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that makes sense, and we've touched yeah. on that before too. When, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, important not to be overly picky when it comes. Be picky, be specific, but don't have deal breakers. Be things that are sort of crazy. Or insignificant. Insignificant, maybe, is a better way to say. Yeah, it. like cutting meat. Like if it really makes a difference if he's six one instead of five eleven, like you might be being a little too picky. Oh, maybe. If he checks all the other boxes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Regardless of if you're six four. Right. Unless you have a thing about it. Then maybe that's a big then maybe that's a big thing for you. I don't you know, I don't know. But So how do you coach people when because people will ask, you know, what's the right number of dates? You know, how many dates should you go on before you have sex how many dates should you go on before you are uh exclusive how many you know how do you coach people who are looking for um you know those kinds of uh benchmarks benchmarks yeah i love that yeah Yeah. benchmarks but they're artificial they're not real no right well what do you do with that person though because people want you know those kinds of answers yeah yeah, totally. People love numbers and benchmarks and things. It's a really easy way to control life and people. But part of the fun of dating and relationships is that we can't control other people. So it's a little bit unexpected. You don't really know what they're going to do. It keeps that keeps us on our toes a little bit in a good way, as long as they're a good person and, um, you know, not taking advantage of that. But it's it's kind of fun. So, yeah, you're totally right. There isn't a benchmark or milestone. And I mean, when it comes to sex, I, I agree with Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker, no sex before monogamy. Um, it's like one of her main rules. And I just think that that keeps it nice and um, clear and it confirms intentions. But, you know, you can avoid some craziness that tends to happen when you sleep together too soon and aren't ready for it and a whole bunch of other things. So that's just my personal take. I know I have friends who are okay sleeping with guys on the first or second date. They're more in that like Samantha from Sex and the City category, and they're totally fine with it. But I think the problem is that 
a lot of women want to be Samantha from Sex and the City, but they just aren't wired that way. Most women aren't. So when they try to do it, it they get upset about it. Hmm. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would I, I would tend to agree with you on that. A lot of um, a lot of yeah, a lot of my friends. <laughs> there we go. But yeah. Um, no, I would, I would, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, it is different for everybody. So, well, and I think that's the important thing to remember more than anything else is that really it is different for everybody and that whatever yeah. one person's particular set of boundaries and morals and whatever it is, it could be completely different from what a different person's, you know, boundaries and morals and all of that kind of stuff yes. is. So what's right for one person may not be right for the other person and what's right for somebody isn't right for everybody. And, you know. People have to be willing to be okay with setting their own personal boundaries and, and finding out what their comfort zone is and where they're comfortable and then enacting those types of boundaries for themselves. Totally. Yeah, I, I agree, Ryan. Bravo. I think that like lis- listening to yourself after you, you know, maybe you slept with a guy too soon and you didn't feel good after that, you know, listening to that and not making the same mistake again um, and just listening to kind of like we were saying about when you have the talk about being exclusive, like when you're ready to have that, uh, when it feels right for you and being okay with the worst case scenario. So um, if you do sleep together and then things end, are you going to be okay with that? Are you in a good place where that would be okay and not totally devastate you? If it would totally devastate you, then maybe you should wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Well, and also, being okay with the worst case scenario in that conversation. So what if, so what if you do have that talk and then a person says, I'm, I'm, I'm not there or I'm not feeling it, you know, um, how, how do you handle that? Yeah. I, well, if you're being true to yourself and that really is where you are and you're ready to take things to the next level and stop casually dating, um, then, you know, you can't go wrong being true to yourself and being honest with the other person. I think where it can backfire is if, like, your friend, Suzanne, who had it on, like, the second or third date, um, kind of sees it as, like, all right, we're at this point, we've got to do this, and forces it, and then it doesn't go well. Then that you start thinking, like, oh, did I do it too soon? Um, should I have waited? And start overanalyzing it. Whereas if you're just true to yourself and, and can be honest and say, hey, this is where I'm at. And, you know, even if he doesn't want to be exclusive, at least I shared where I'm at and I'm comfortable with, I'm not going to regret bringing it up because I have to be true to myself. I think that's a whole different experience. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and also there, I mean, to a degree, like in all things in dating, you really have to not take it personally. Um, Well, like you just said, well, if he's not in, in, in that, if he's not in that space right now or he's not feeling that way, then okay, I'm just going to move on or whatever it is. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, depending on where you're, again, I think depending on where you're coming from and how you're setting those to begin with. Like Mm -hmm. if you're a person who says, look, by three dates, I need to know either like you're into this and we're going to be exclusive or not. Then you have to be okay with the idea of the other person going, yeah, well, okay, I'm not quite there yet. And so if that's a deal breaker for you, then okay, like it's been great getting to know you or whatever. At the same time, if you're like, you know, a year and a half and it's seeing somebody and you've been dating casually that entire time and you finally go, okay, what's the deal? And they're like, yeah, I'm just 
not really sure. Well, then maybe, you know, you, you have a little bit more of a place to be able to go, okay, that's not, you know, at the end of the day, again, it's like what your boundaries are. That, that's quite an excellent point. I wasn't even thinking that. I mean, I, I was I, I was actually just thinking of like the first few dates and early on dating, like shifting within the first, you know, month or two or whatever it is. Um, you know, I wasn't thinking about the, the, the casual dating for a year or so. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> and, and well, and then finally having the conversation and then it going, eh, eh. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking of that. Oh, that'd be so hard. Oh, my heart is breaking thinking of that. No, but I mean, there's there's plenty of – I know plenty of people no, that have been in casual relationships for years on end with various people and whatever, and that's the arrangement that they have and the relationship that they're in, and they're totally fine with it. Right. You know? And so the point is, is like, are you one of those – are you a person who is like that? You right. have to be able to be, be honest with yourself about what your own boundaries are. Agreed. And then be able to express them and stick to them. Yes. And say, look, if this isn't working for me in this way, and then I am going to move on to something else. Yes. Well, because so many people will just stick with something, you know, because it's good enough, quote unquote. Um, yeah. And and that's really not what they want. So then, okay, how about that? How about that person comes to you and you know and is in need of coaching? What what do you say? What do you say to someone? Because it happens a lot. It does. I know. And I mean, talk about your heart breaking. Like that's that's such a sad position to be in because they've probably not spoken up for so long that it's, they're now terrified to spring that conversation on their partner and be like, so this is how I felt. And it's actually how I felt for two years now, but I'm just not telling you, you know, that's not, uh, that's a hard conversation. Uh, But yeah. um, I mean, I would say, I don't know. I heard this quote once at one time that was, uh, that said the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. So if you didn't do it at, you know, before when you started feeling that way, now is the time. That's the second best time to do it. So speaking up sooner than later, maybe you've been with someone for two years and felt that way, but maybe you can avoid another six years of this. Um, and see, you know, if they really are able to give you what they want, which they may be able to if you speak up, or they may not be able to and never may be able to, and then at least you aren't wasting any more time with that. But, you know, going back to what we were talking about, being okay with the worst-case scenario going into it can make it a little bit easier, just knowing that you're following what's true to you. Um, And the truth always feels good. You know, it, it feels crappy to have to hide your feelings and try to accommodate someone else. And if someone really cares about you, they wouldn't want you to do that anyway. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's just hard to see it when you're in it, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. What other tips to how to go from dating to a relationship? Yeah. Let's say that, you know, you have a a person that you're coaching and they are in a dating situation that they're really enjoying and they're trying to like step it up and get it to the next level. What are some tips or tricks that you might uh, encourage them to utilize to maximize their relationship potential? Um, Well, I would say, you know, going back to those first few dates that you have with someone, um, just really getting to know each other. And I know like we talked about on the last Uh, radio show that we did together about how to have a great first date. 
I, I love questions. And I think you can just gradually go deeper with the questions and really get to know each other. Um, that's one upside to long distance relationships is you have to have great conversations. Otherwise there's nothing. But then uh, with people who live in the same city, you could be quote unquote dating for months and just like going to the movie together or doing activities together and never really get to know each other. So um, asking just various degrees of questions, like starting with the basics and, and then a few dates and working up to more interesting stuff. Like, I don't know, what are you most afraid of or, what's your top priority for the rest of the year? And then once you sense things are getting more serious, um, you know, how, how were you raised and how has that shaped who you are today? And do you see yourself having a family in the future? Now, if, if you want kids and want to make sure that you're on the same page with that, maybe after the exclusive talk or right before you have it, when things are getting really serious, but that's my favorite way to just kind of progress things and get to know each other. Um, I, I also like to have them over to cook them dinner sometimes and take things to the next level there. If they're kind of, if it's if like been out for dinner a couple of times and it's like, all right, well, let's get him over. I'll cook him dinner and kind of reciprocate, uh, especially if he's paid for dinner. That's one easy way to kind of take things to the next level at the beginning stages. Mm. Dinner is always a plus. I'm, I'm a big <laughs> dinner fan. I'm a big dinner fan, too, and I love to cook, so I love to make dinner for a date. Fun for me. Yeah. Mm. I cook my wife dinner all the time. I know you do. But I don't know Aww. if it's because she likes eating my cooking. or It might just be because like, I'm sort of her bitch. It's totally possible, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you happen to be a great cook. Oh, I'm teasing. Oh. And she uh, can't cook at all. So uh, that's also true. I married I married a girl who doesn't like to yeah. cook, which is actually great for me because I do love to do it. Uh, too funny, too funny. So, um, so what about when you get into the relationship? Got any got any relationship do's and don'ts? Um, oh man, I mean, just like Ryan said, keep doing what you were doing before, you know, take, have time together, but, um, but also keep doing the stuff that you were doing that interests you and have time apart and keep a little tiny bit of mystery, um, even when you're in the relationship, uh, you know, don't do the, the thing of, um, oh, I'm in a relationship now, I got to stop shaving my legs. (laughs) Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and that happens a lot. I mean, there are some some traps that we kind of fall into. I'm I'm guilty of that. I mean, I'm definitely will will get so comfortable with someone that, you know, I won't get dressed up or shave my legs or put makeup on or, you know, um ever. So <laughs> might be a lot ever might be a lot yeah i mean like not even every once in a while is probably that's probably more than necessary well every once in a while but you know um and uh you know and and men like to have a pretty woman on their arms so you know it's it's important to every once in a while you know look like a girl well and i think yeah remind them you still got it yeah absolutely uh, it goes, that goes, I think that goes for men too. Oh, definitely. I, mean, I think that you need to recognize that once you get into a relationship, like the path is not over. Yeah. You still need to, 
you know, maintain yourself and, you know, take care of uh, general upkeep. Don't let, don't let yourself get, you know, fat and slovenly. Right. I guess. Right. Uh, because that's not so a good, because that's not a good look for it. Well, yeah, of course it's easy oh because God. you're in like, because you get, you get past the like, oh, we're going out for a date on a Saturday night thing to like, oh, let's just hang out on the couch and watch a movie and order 17 pizzas. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, yeah. you're <laughs> a year into the relationship and all you ever do is sit on the couch and eat pizza and watch movies. Yeah. And then it's you're your like, thing. wow, you remember when we used to have friends? That was cool. And then we don't now because we never go out and do anything with anybody. Anymore. Oh, it's so sad. Right. But it's true. Well, it's, I think it's true for some people. For some people. For yeah. Some people. I, would, I, I would, you know, I would caution people against that. But I understand how that's an easy rut to get into. Oh, I've done it too. I yeah. mean, seriously. Or like, you know, it's so much fun cooking like really decadent meals. So I'll yeah. cook a lot of really decadent meals. Sure. And then I'll gain a lot of weight. And then he'll gain a lot of weight. And then mm. we're drinking too much. And then we're, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then we're, um, yeah. It's easy not to try to look good when you're not single. I think is really what it comes down to. When you're single, you're, yeah, you're totally when you're single, right. you're like, oh, it makes, like, you have to, you, it, it's in the back of your mind all the time, like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have the 17th cannoli, and then you don't. <laughs> but when you're in a relationship, you're like, well, I could have the 17th one, why not? Maybe we'll split it. Sounds good. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because what do you, I mean, what do you really, like... It's not like you're trying to go out and, you know, represent yourself to the rest of the world as like being on the market. Right. Yeah. No, it's the point true. that we're making is that that's a trap, folks. It's a trap. It is. It's definitely a trap. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> Don't it. Don't let it happen. Camille, do you coach couples or do you just singles? I just coach singles and mostly women. Singles and mostly women. I was just curious, though, because, you know, I, the, uh, how – so let's say that you get stuck in that rut and you're having 17 pizzas a night mm-hmm. and, you know – and Did I use 17 both times? I did 17 pizzas and yes, then 17 canola. <laughs> I wonder why 17 is a weird thing. I don't know. I think it must, my dad's birthday is on the 17th this month. Maybe that's a weird – my taxes are due. I'm like due on thinking the about. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, haunting me. Maybe I just um, like the number 17. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But – you know, so let's say that people get into that situation and uh, and they're in a rut. How uh, how could you motivate people to get out of the rut? Um, ooh, I think like it goes back to like doing things for yourself. Um, you know, if we don't, if we aren't respecting ourselves and our bodies, and we are having that seventeenth cannoli just because we're like, well, he still loves me. <laughs> um, that's you know, it's still not really respecting your own body by not going to the gym and doing all that stuff. So um, if you have self-respect, it's so much easier to respect the other person in your relationship. I think it's hard to have one without the other. So, um, yeah, if you're you're stuck in that rut, ask what you can do to start improving yourself or get yourself in a better place mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever. Um, And then maybe encourage him to come along. Maybe you're like, all right, honey, I'm going to the gym. Put down the cannoli. Let's let's go together. <laughs> well, and I think that's a really good point in relationships too. I mean, you know, people that are in relationships feed off of the energy of the other of the other person that they're involved with. So, you know, I certainly find myself like sometimes when my wife is like, eh, "I'm not going to the gym today because it's raining outside and it's gross, and I'm just going to lay in bed and you know watch TV for an hour." 
I am guilty of being like, oh, that sounds good. I will lay in bed and watch TV for an hour also. <laughs> and I can have, like, I can have the gym shoes on and be, like, halfway out the door. And she's like, Meh, I'm not going to go. And I'm like, yep, me neither. <laughs> so the flip side of that is that she frequently is also, you know, the encouragement on that side. Where she, like, bounce out of bed in the morning, the alarm goes off, and she's like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm going to the gym, whatever. And so that then for me... It's like, oh, well, God, if she's going, I guess I have to go. So I'm going to do that too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that that, that energy is um, infectious in both directions. And so being yeah. cognizant of that you're in a relationship, like your ability to motivate your partner, if you're feeling like you're in a rut and you want to get out of it, go start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And guaranteed, like, that person is going to follow. Yeah. Or they're going to sit around going, why in the hell am I spending so much time by myself? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. And well, yeah, I, actually, Camille, what you were saying before about respecting yourself and, se- and self-respect and that it's so much, you know, that you have to respect yourself in order to, for the person you're dating to respect you and I know that we were talking about that in in terms of exercise and keep in you know and and looking good, but um, I kind of was just thinking about how that is so important everywhere you know in the dating process in the relationship process and in all of it, um, really respecting yourself. Um, otherwise, the person you date isn't going to respect you. Totally. Yeah, it's it's so true. And if you if you have self-respect, then all the other stuff can be just that much easier. You know, when you respect yourself and know yourself really well and you're true to yourself, the talk becomes a little easier because you know when you're ready to take things to the next level as opposed to just, um, you know, making it a checklist item and forcing it. Or if someone's been treating you well, you can tell right off the bat and just say, I deserve better. Um, and nip that in the bud and not waste time continuing to date them, hoping they will change when, you know, when you're dating someone, that's them on their best behavior. So if they're already showing you disrespect, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Mm, I love that. It's true. That is them on their best behavior. Yeah. And I guess, um, I guess now that I think about it, my friend, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with <the dog>. um, <laughs> since with her, it was always coming from a place of desperation. You know, mm-hmm. we have to have the talk because I have to know what's going on because, mm. you know, we have to basically like she had to pin him down. And so that was so so that's why I was always like, don't have the talk, you know, because depending on where the talk is coming from, like you're saying, it's coming from, hey, this is where I am and this is how I'm feeling. We don't have to discuss it right now. Just something for you to think about and then go back to whatever you're doing. It's totally different than, you know, so what's going on with us? Because, like, I really like you and I need to know what's happening. Right. Um, yeah, completely different, the talk. Yeah, and then that kind of feeds back into the self-respect thing of if you're coming from a place of self-respect and knowing yourself, that is a totally different energy bringing up the talk than a place of desperation. And people can smell that a mile away, even if they don't consciously know, like, oh, whoa, desperation, I can smell it. Um, they can pick up on it. And it's just, it's, I mean, it, then it comes down to attractiveness. You know, one of the most attractive qualities 
if not the most attractive, is confidence. And confidence is really self-respect and respect for others. So um, you can have the same talk, but if it's coming from two very different places, it will go two very different ways, most likely. Yes. Totally true. Wow. You're really shedding a lot of light on the talk for me because I've always kind of considered it to be a negative thing because I've really only seen it come from a place of desperation. Um, you have to tell Muzan to like start dating a few dudes at a time. <laughs> And then maybe she'll <laughs> mellow out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Roseanne's definitely m- mellowed out. Um, <laughs> definitely m- mellowed out. I mean, for me, I've never really had the talk. You know, my relationships have always just gone from dating to a relationship. It sort of just happened. Organically. Yeah. Organically. Yeah. So that's why, you know, to me, the talk is. I've only, but there was never a point in those relationships that have gone organically to the relationship phase where there was at least like a some sort of acknowledgement that you were exclusive at that point, or did it just sort of like? It usually like like um, you were like okay, you, you slept at my house five nights this week. Like I get it, you're not dating it. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. that. That is an obvious. That's a telltale sign, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But no. Um, uh, like like Camille said earlier, um, usually at some point he'll say, this is my girlfriend, Suzanne. And then that's like, okay, we don't even need to have the talk because it's, I've, once he puts a label on it, and a man will claim you. If a, male, if a man's crazy about you, he's going to introduce you as his girlfriend. Um, totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that will just eventually happen. Uh, if you want the relationship to go that way see that's something i've never even considered like i wouldn't to me i don't think i ever would have introduced someone as my girlfriend without being positive that that was the stage that we were at in the relationship already whether we had i guess well i don't know i mean i guess whether we had had to talk about it or not uh maybe i'm maybe i'm talking myself out of my point <laughs> as i'm I don't know. Or maybe it would be one of those things where you're thinking, well, I've slept at her house five times this week. She's my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. But this is really an interesting spin on the talk for me. I'm learning a lot tonight. Thank you, Camille. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're learning a lot tonight. I'm certainly learning a lot tonight. I hope that you pass some of this knowledge on to your friend, Muzan. <laughs> because it sounds like she could learn a couple of things as well. Oh, That's a horrible, horrible spin on a beautiful name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Camille. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> do you have any other advice for Muzan? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'd say um, it always helps to travel together. So if uh you know, you really want to see someone how they are probably in like their day-to-day life as opposed to just Friday and Saturday night date night. Um, travel together for a long weekend or a week if you're brave, depending on how long you've been dating, and um, and see how you handle kind of that day-to-day stress, sharing a bathroom, coordinating transportation, booking transportation, like all of that and just kind of get a feel for how life would be like with them, how they, how they handle stress and stuff like that. That is 
such great advice. I think that's awesome advice. That is awesome yeah. advice. Start with the long weekend, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start. But that's such great advice. I wrote an article for I don't for I think it was Gal Time a couple of years ago about how um, how the weekend getaway is a, a, a giant compatibility test. Totally. Uh, because you know, <laughs> if that person doesn't handle things well, it's it, it you know if they get too stressed or if they don't or, or if they're, I mean, it's great. You can see how they treat the cab drivers and the the hotel staff and the um, yeah. I mean, you can everything. Whether they get stressed out, whether they're mellow, how they like to vacation, um, other things. I also wrote an article, and I wrote. In the article, I wrote, um, like, how not to screw it up, like, as a woman. Like, don't bring five freaking suitcases, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, not the weekend. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, Muzan, you super <laughs> I can't wait until we're off here and I can find out who Muzan actually is. Because this is Muzan oh, would be going for a long weekend, and she would bring, like, a giant suitcase and, like, two carry-ons. And it's like, you know... I mean, I have like the tiniest weekend bag. Yeah. Because I, I, I you're low maintenance though. I, I am low maintenance, yeah. but you know, your wife learns low maintenance when it comes to packing and stuff. She doesn't bring a lot of crap. Yeah, I mean, she she doesn't really like to deal with BS. I think is really what the biggest part of it is. It's yeah. not. It's not that she wouldn't love to bring seventeen suitcases on a trip if she could. <laughs> it's that she doesn't want to wait for them at baggage claim, and she doesn't want to worry about the airline losing them. So mm-hmm. instead, it's easier just to bring a small suitcase that she can get on the plane. Yeah, I'm not entirely positive it's because she's low maintenance. I think it's more that she doesn't like to suffer <laughs> other people's crap. Okay. <laughs> But, I mean, people definitely want to, or most people, yeah. when you're going away for the weekend getaway, you, yeah. know, you want to minimize the, 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 yeah. the BS. You're right. So, it's a weekend. If yeah. you're going someplace tropical, you need, a, you know, a bathing suit. Yeah. You're going to need some, like, a nice set of clothes to go out. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, yeah. Candles, yeah. That's it. You I know? have a nice collection of sundresses that I bring on basically every weekend getaway <laughs> that I go on. And... Uh, you know, you're hoping if things go well after that, you're not going to need much else besides that. Oh my God. You're, <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. So, uh, but excellent, excellent point. Travel with someone. That yeah. is so, that's great. That's good. Got any more? <laughs> what else do people do? Um, ooh, well, I mean, in like the beginning phases, I think it's good to be, vulnerable and I'm helping a lot of clients with this right now because it's very safe to stay on service level topics and for me personally on the first date I get I get off service level just because I I don't like service level I want to really get to know someone but that's really hard so some people can really can they've got the first date down they're like all right where are you from tell me about you know where have you traveled lately very safe questions Um, where it gets a little harder is when you start opening up to people. And um, and so going into some, uh, especially the first few dates, with some just personal anecdotes that are still kind of safe, but um, give permission to share a little bit more like, uh, oh, I went to Ireland and I learned about the the war with Northern Ireland or or something like that. And it really, you know, 
was upsetting and interesting and all these other things, and this is what I was feeling. And that is still, you know, you're sharing how you're feeling, but you're not giving something away that's too personal. And then you're, what by you going first and telling a little story like that, you open the door for the other person to share a story like that. Um, and I've heard this analogy of building a house together when you're getting to know each other. So like one person will build half of the first story and share some details about their life. And then you wait for the other person to build the other half of that first story. And only when you're at that level, you've got a complete story of this house together, does the other person, you or them, start building that second story and wait for the other person to catch up. So you don't, you know, you don't overshare and build like 10 half stories by yourself while the other person's at the bottom, but you just kind of gradually build this house together and open up more and more. Hmm. I like that. It's a nice visual uh, representation. It is. It is. And the key there is also, you know, make sure that it's there's reciprocation. Reciprocation is key. Reciprocation is key. The relationship's not going anywhere if there's no reciprocation. Fair. True story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, I'll have to let Mo- Muzan know. <laughs> Okay. She's getting a lot. Muzan's getting a lot of run on this show. She's really, uh, guys. If anybody out there wants to find out how to get a hold of Muzan, please give us a call here at Fantasy Dating Radio. She sounds like such uh, a cat. Yeah. Wow. We really did her some serious favors tonight. So. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Brit <laughs> brings too much clothes on vacation. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. So. Uh, all right. So, Camille, give us an idea of where everyone can find you on the interweb and all of those excellent things. You have websites and Twitters and Facebooks and all of that stuff, yeah? I do, yeah. Um, I would say the best uh, way to go is go to masterofflinedating.com backslash fantasy dating. And I've got my ultimate guide there, and it's called Best Date Ever, The Ultimate Guide to Turning a Chance Encounter into an Epic First Date. And it's like 50 pages packed uh, with tactical tips on how to go from catching someone's eye to being approachable, getting approached, getting someone to ask you out, and then how to, have a, how to nail that first date, kind of like we talked about on our podcast last time. So it's, it's free, and uh, I'd Love for that to get out there and help people get some epic first dates going. Awesome. And we have links to that on our page too. So if you're listening at blog talk radio or fantasy dating radio.com, you can find links to that guide as well. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was very educational. I have learned a lot. (laughs) I have a whole new outlook on the talk. Yeah. You're always a good time, Camille, and we'll be having you back. So definitely can't wait for date number four. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day we'll bring you home to mom. We'll see how things go. I hope uh, it was great talking to you guys as always. I hope Muzanne, whoever she is, sounds like a mix of like, five different of Suzanne's friends, but um, I hope uh, she and, and others got some nuggets of, uh, of things they can use, but always a great time. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Oh, thanks so much for coming on. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Good night. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, Ryan. 
Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that's that. Yeah. All right. Well, I did learn a lot. One show in the books for 2017. I feel like it was a, uh, pretty successful. I, I think so. I'd say if we had to recap ourselves, then, yeah, we were pretty good tonight. I think so. I'm pro us. I'm, I am pro us, too. Yeah, so... All in all, well done. I think we gave some good advice. We, uh, you know, helped some listeners. Yeah. Uh, I think things are looking up for 2017 for definitely. those people who are still uh, fantasy dating. Yes, absolutely. And who knows? Maybe one day I'll have a talk. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope you do. This is the year. This is the year of Suzanne. This is the year of the Sues. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Oh yeah. Maybe that's why I was using 17 so many times throughout the course of the. Because oh, it's 2017 now. Hmm. I'm putting it in my phone. It's 2017, the year of the Sues. The year of the Sues. Yeah. All right. It's going to be epic. We're going to uh, – I think good things are going to come along. Good. I just have a, I have a generally good feeling about 2017. I am so glad to hear that. Stuff's looking up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Indeed we will. Next, yes, indeed, we will. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.